In today's episode, I interview Jas Hoti. Jas is an INFP coach and writer, and he's the curator of INF Club, where he provides resources and coaching for INFPs, INFJs, and intuitive types. And we will obviously go into all those different names, like what does it actually mean in a second. For now, I just want to welcome you, Jas. So lovely to have you. Hello and welcome to the Successful, Sensitive and Intuitive Entrepreneur podcast. My name is Lydia Sophia Wilmsen and I am an intuitive success mentor for sensitive entrepreneurs. In this podcast, I speak about the challenges sensitive and intuitive entrepreneurs face. I offer you new perspectives and solutions as well as experiences of other entrepreneurs. Plus, I speak about my personal experience of being a highly sensitive person who has successfully built and scaled two businesses. All of that with the goal to make you and your business even more successful in your very unique and authentic way. Have fun and enjoy. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to doing this. Yeah, super cool. I think it will be fun. And I usually start with a question to in, invite my, my interview partners to tell a little bit about themselves. Like, tell us a bit about your story, who you are, and how you basically became a coach for INFPs and having your own INF club, which is super inspiring. Sure. Uh, so I've officially been a coach for about two weeks now. So this is very new. Um, how did I get here? Oh gosh, how much time do you have? I'll try and be entertaining, but yeah, patient. pick that. Uh, pick the entertaining part. That's good. I'll pick the entertaining parts for uh, out for you. So, yeah, I um, I think like a lot of people I meet, kind of in this in this world, in the world of kind of sensitives and intuitives and this kind of thing. Um, I just kind of was trundling along through life. Things were okay. But also things, part of me felt just like a little bit different and I couldn't quite put my finger on it. Um, I was quite, I was, I was quite like smart at school. I think I just liked learning. Um, so that served me well for quite a while. But then as it got closer to the end of school, I started having more angst about like, what do I do with my life? And I struggled figuring that out. And if I'm being honest, I've, it's taken me a while to figure that out. Um, I ended up going to university. I dropped out twice. I fell into working in recruitment sales in the city. And then I think it all kind of started to, it came to like a point uh, for me where I think I was living out of alignment and um, I was unhappy and unfulfilled. And I guess I didn't really speak in that language then, but looking back, it was like, I think I was just out of alignment. Um, I started experimenting, doing various things. I left my job. I studied a master's. In the last five years, there's lots of experimentation um, that, I've, that I've done. And that has brought me here to this point where I'm you know, running uh, this blog um, and uh, podcast And then I recently started coaching and yeah, things have slowly started to fall into alignment, but it has taken some time. And it, like, like I say, that turning point was five years ago, but in that time I've changed so much and it's been a case of, I think, unfurling and slowly figuring out 
who I am and uh, how I want to live my life. Mm. Okay, that's super inspiring. And I think like, obviously, I can find myself in that. And I think so many of the listeners will basically see themselves in that. And perhaps be before we go further, like everyone know what um, HSP is here, obviously, because um, the podcast is targeted to highly sensitive people. Can you quickly um, tell us what um, INFP is and INFJ with your words and why you have an INF club, basically? Yeah, sure. Well, yeah, big question. Why Why are you doing this, Jazz? <laughs> um, so it, I think that time, kind of five years ago, leaving my job in the year or two before that, um, actually for a long time, I was like kind of gorging on self-help and psychology stuff, which I think, again, a lot of our types do um, mm. Because we're quite interested, and you know, I was also trying to self-diagnose and figure out myself. And then I came across Myers Briggs and um, the Myers Briggs personality type mm -hmm. indicator. And uh, how it works is it's a it's one of many um, assessments that's at, that are out there, and you get four letters. There's 16 personality types, um, and some people change. I've been INFP ever since I took it and retaken it. And um, speaking of highly sensitives, I, well, I know, I know you're also an INF personality type. If I'm not INFP. mistaken, of you. mm -hmm. you're an INFP also. Same, same. Fantastic. Um, the the there there seem to be a lot of um, NFs who are highly sensitives, mm -hmm. and um, a large proportion of I of uh, INFPs and Js make up the, the highly sensitive. Oh, I didn't know that. That's new information. Super cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, I did. It was like non-scientific, but I asked a bunch of people in this highly sensitive group, like, what's your Myers-Briggs type? And about 80% were INFP or INFJ. Oh, cool. So it would be interesting for folks listening to this in your community to maybe see what type they come out as. I bet there's a lot of um, INFs or e uh, perhaps ENFs. Mm -hmm in the community. But yeah, these are, these are personality types. And for me, um, I mean, you can go really deep into personality type and the understanding. I'm not, a, I'm not actually a personality type expert, which some mm -hmm. people are surprised to hear given that it's called INF club. Mm. But for me, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's about the, that intuitive, highly sensitive piece and everything that comes with to create, you know, um, a space mm. for people to uh, discover who they are and uh, yeah, find, find better alignment. Like mm -hmm. I guess I have. Mm. Okay. Um, so it would be super interesting what you said that you like, yeah. How, how was it for you that you didn't feel you were part of the group or that you were a little bit different? Like, can you give us some, some key indicators? Was it more like how often you talked or that you felt more introverted Was it that you felt more spiritual or like what What was that feeling different? Yeah. Oh, gosh. So, so, so many different things and at different times as well. But yeah, quite quite a few things. Um, I think, yeah, like I, I often felt like I could, I knew and could read people really easily, but I didn't necessarily have, um, especially as like a, you know, like a student and a young adult, like, and even working in, in corporate life, mm. like my tribe, like I, I didn't know who my people were. Like I always felt different. 
Um, I often describe that working in the city, I felt a little bit like I was in the matrix because everyone else seemed to be okay with like that life. And for me, there was just this disconnect that was there. Um, I think I have like a higher need compared to others around me. Um, Maybe not so much now because I'm surrounding myself with similar people, but for like exploration Uh um, and trying things out as opposed uh-huh. to, you know, very like rigid path or route or whatever it might be. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, just doing the conventional stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and there was something, yeah, something you mentioned, which I wanted to also say, yeah, that was me, but I can't remember it. Something um, I said now or is something I said like in earlier? Okay. Yeah, something you were saying when you were saying, can you give examples, for example, this or this? There was something else in that, but it I might I think the back. introverted or more spiritual, like those were. More spiritual, things. absolutely. So like, I, I didn't really know what that meant. I think I always knew, like I was deeper, like I had mm. like this deeper, this deepness and like this longing for more and for discovery and to go inward and to really, you know, go Mm. basically I was, I was a deep guy, Mm. but like back then, like spiritual, my perception of what was spiritual was just like, uh, I've said this to you, like in other conversations we've had kind of a little bit woo woo, a bit out there, a bit hippie, all this stuff. Um, and I've definitely leaned more, way more in that sort of direction and be like, actually, I am a really spiritual person. Like I am, um, I think my spirit is my essence. And I think that links with high sensitivity and energy. I think all this stuff is, it's energy, it's emotions, it's feelings, it's intuition. And I think it links with spirit, with our spirit and spirituality. Cause I, I think mm. that that is us. It's deep inside us. Mm. Um, So, yeah, that is definitely something probably in the last year, couple of years, especially I've gone more into. And um, as I say, I kind of feel like I'm unfurling all the time and discovering Mm. new things. Uh, But how I think a lot of people's experience is we feel kind of different on like this surface, tangible, intangible, can't put my finger on it. Mm. And then slowly, slowly, it's like, okay, we're shining the light on all these things um, and discovering that we're actually okay and there's a whole bunch of other people, highly sensitive, just other intuitives um, who are just like us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, What I wanted to mention is, I think for me it was like, for example, a big change or like, yeah, what you said, like this, I feel different, like I feel the same and different at the same time. So for me, it was like um, everything would have been, ah, you're just introverted. But I never felt just introverted because I do have some kind, like some extroverted sides as well. And Mm -hmm. then when I read about HSP, you know, then it was like, ah, like the missing link, you know, like needing all the time for myself because I needed to to deal with so much more to process because of like less filters and more stuff coming in, more more information, like this information overload. And this was, you know, like, I, yeah, because I think so many start, many of us, we start out as this kind of people, yeah, thinking something is wrong with us. Like we don't belong, we are different. 
and not like, oh, we are different, we are cool, more like, oh, we are different, we are strange, we are wrong. So mm -hmm. I loved what you said there, that it takes really some time to shine light on those different areas and actually figure out, like, yeah, we are okay, and there are other people like us, and we are not better or worse or anything like that, you know? It's just, yeah, different, different types, different... Also with that coming like different gifts, different strengths and different weaknesses. So, yeah. Absolutely. And something you said there, which was also really important, actually. Um, I, when I, I remember my introvert like discovery when I watched um, the Susan Cain TED Talk. Like a lot of people like discover introversion, like how <laughs> have done through Susan Cain. Mm. And I was like, yeah, this makes so much sense. Um, And that still has been an important piece, but I actually think my, the highly sensitive piece has been, to me, actually feels more important in some ways because um, I'm the same. It's like, I actually, connection is one of my highest values. Like I need, I really need connection and I thrive off the right people around me and, you know, those sorts of things. Um, And I actually, I used to think it was, oh, I'm tired now because I'm an introvert. But I also, mm. but I, for me, also think it's more, or perhaps it's a combination um, of being an introvert and someone who's highly sensitive who really yeah. absorb the energy of others, you know, to the point that like I can really like sense um, when it's happening. And I have, I am fortunate to have, to now be able to structure my life in a way that I'm like, okay. I've got a vague idea of what my energy level is going to be like at the end of the week based on how much interaction in different ways I've got this week. So, um, yeah, mm. it wasn't just because of my introversion. I think it's that combination of the introversion yeah. and the highly sensitive yeah. piece. So, yeah, really Another important. similarity. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <gasps> I, but they say um, INFPs in particular, there can be lots of, um, like, paradoxes. Mm -hmm. like we like to be alone but actually we really like being around others mm, we mm -hmm. need some structure but actually we really have a high need for creativity and exploration uh in different ways um lots of paradoxes mm. can you share some more that's super interesting so we have we have some, two. some more paradoxes yes um yeah like wanting like really wanting to be involved in something but actually also what also wanting to kind of just sit back and observe what's going mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. It's another um, one, yeah. Really liking to, like, I'm just thinking about me here, like just loving, like being in my own space, reading something or like kind of watching something really nourishing, like on one Friday evening, on another Friday evening, wanting to be out dancing. Yeah. Just like yeah. paradoxes. Um, and I think, this is my theory, I think they come from, like, again, we're with being sensitive and creative, like um, our energy can be like, like this, up and down, up and down, um, especially this time of year. Mm -hmm. I don't know when this episode's going out, but we're recording this like late November, right? Mm. Um, it's been a weird year to start yeah. with, but also this time of year, um, I, I do tend to feel a little bit more scattered. So I do have to be mindful of um, mm. my self-care. Mm -hmm. um, and I just think these paradoxes, these, uh, oh, we have a need to be this and that and like different pieces and different ways and not be so defined in a box, um, perhaps comes from uh, um, just us being human and like having different energy at different times. Mm 
Mm. Yeah. That's my theory. Theories are always good. And I think, yeah, we probably, like many, find themselves in exactly the same situation and others for them. It's just like it's a different concept which suits them. Um, because you mentioned it, like those, like, that you have to be extra mindful, especially now in this year, but in general, after discovering like INF, being an INFP, HSP, all of that. Can you share some some practices um, with us that you do, like for you specifically? Or if you already do that, what you, for example, share share with others in the club or um, in your coachings? Like what sure. do you recommend to others? Yeah. before Just, just very briefly before I go into that, um, we are like INFs. I think the, the F and the P is more conducive to um, like the, the, the energy and the, um, the wanting to have like freedom and not concentrate on one thing or another. I think if you're a T and a J, it's a little bit different, um, perhaps a little bit more, um, more structured and more rigid rather than those paradoxes. So, um, so once again, the FP... Is like the the less struck or what and the NT? Yeah, no, so, which so one you got P and you got J. P's tend ah, to be J, a little yeah. bit looser, and yeah. J's are more rigid and structured. Yeah. And then the mm -hmm. F is the feeler, like mm. we're heart based, uh, emotionally led, and the the T is the thinker. So quite rational, mm. quite logical. Um, I think the F, if you compare a TJ to an FP, um, us FPs are likely to be a little bit more. Um, kind of loose and, and wanting to move and, and weave mm -hmm. in and out. A team Freedom day, spirits. We're going to be a little bit more rigid and structured. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, with regards to things I do, um, was it self-care-wise that you were asking? Um, you mentioned the word mindfulness. So if it's self-care, yeah, bring it on. Yeah. Like bring everything. Yeah. Be, I, need to be, buffer. I need to be mindful. I need to be conscious, um, especially this time of year, but also just throughout the year and, and have mm. like what I call like foundations in place. So um, journaling is a big one for me. Mm -hmm. I journal, I journal, um, I journal most days. Um, I yoga and meditation have kind of weaved themselves in and out in the last five years. Um, this month I've um, been getting back into yoga, especially. Um And it's amazing, actually. And you don't have to. I used to think, oh, yeah, you've got to go to a class an hour long. Um, there's this uh, YouTube channel called Yoga with Adrian. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. I know Adrian. Everyone, everyone knows her. And I've, I've known her and I've heard her for ages. But only this week I started doing some of her videos. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Because what I can do is, um, you know, before this recording, I had another call. And I was like, right, I've got half an hour. I did a 20-minute yoga session. Mm. Um, and I'm probably going to do 20 more minutes tonight. And yeah, that's amazing. Um, so, and I think it's about like, like try. And I think one thing it's easy to do is like, A, be really hard on ourselves, but like, be like, oh, we're all or nothing. So today I need to go outside and then go for a run and then do some yoga and then do some meditation and then also do some journaling. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> just start with like, even just one or two of those things is like, is great. And it can only be like five or 10 minutes for each one. Mm -hmm. um, and just notice the difference and see what, what, what um, resonates and you, you connect the most with. Mm -hmm. um, some people prefer meditation. Others prefer yoga, for example. So yeah, those are the main ones for me right now, yoga and journaling. Um, mm -hmm. And then the kind of more, I'd say, um, kind of just go to like 
got to be there all the time ideally are um like going like my sleep keeping like a, a regular enough sleep routine and getting enough sleep like I really need my sleep mm. um most of the time to kind of eat you know reasonably healthily um and water is a really important one um and I really who's like drinking that. I'm drinking you as well yeah okay, okay me as well um I really like uh baths warmth on my body just feels and again especially this time of year Mm. Feels so nice. I can't use my gym uh, jacuzzi at the moment, so I sit in the bath a couple mm. of times a week if I can. Mm. That might be, I don't know, because there is a lot around water and cleaning energy, so it might yeah, be that uh, it helps to, to clean energy. Perhaps. Like, it does help, and I know that, like, many people, I, either, I even had once, like, a process in my group where you just imagine standing under a, a waterfall, so you don't actually stand beneath one, you just imagine, like, the water from the waterfall, like, clearing all the old energy from the day away and so on. So I think oh. water is magical when it comes to, to cleaning energy. I think it is water. Yeah, I've got a um, one of my favorite yoga teachers at the studio that I used to go to, um, She also happens to be an INFP. And she always <laughs> They are talk. everywhere. They are everywhere, seriously. Um, <sighs> right? Um, mm -hmm. And she said, she's always like saying, like, water is so restorative in different ways. Um, and, yeah, like I say, it's uh, I, I'm really lucky to like live near a park that's near us. And mm. I try and... A, be in the park more like I have been this year, but also just be near the near the water. Mm, I think, yeah. I think Nate, like, yeah, nature has these magical properties, which I don't think we'll ever fully be able to explain. But mm. yeah, yeah, we all need more of that in our lives, I think. Yeah, and sadly, it's going the other direction. However, yeah, we can choose that for ourselves then. Mm -hmm. mm, what I would wanted to ask like of course I have many more questions however um one which came up like when you had this discovery of like going inwards figuring out the introversion thing the hsp thing infp all of that because i guess you had your circle of friends like how easy was this to communicate that stuff with with like friends and family or huh. co-workers i don't yeah, know yeah great question um if I, yeah Co-workers, like very little. I think I, I had a sense the people that I knew just wouldn't really get it so much. Um, like I remember I told one of my colleagues that I was like, oh, I'm, I'm an introvert. Uh, I was quite excited. I was telling a few people I was an introvert. And he was like, you're not, Jay. He was like, Jazz, you're definitely not an introvert. But he knew me as, A, he didn't understand what that meant. Like a lot of people don't. But also yeah. I was working in sales in an open plan office. And so he saw the very lively um low-key burned out overwhelmed jazz <laughs> how can you possibly be an introvert um and also at that time i genuinely don't think i really had friends because okay. my the closest thing i had to friends were my colleagues and in the nicest possible way as like they were nice people they weren't really my kind of people um so it was only after that that i actually consciously started like a being more conscious about who I spent my time with and actually going about making that happen mm. um 
So I'm fortunate in that. And again, like the ones I've asked almost exclusively, my friends almost exclusively, either NFs or like NTs, like they're all intuitives. Like I'm not surprised. Okay. Um, family is an interesting one. Um, I think, yeah, different, like there's all sorts of like stuff in family relations. And like, I love my family and they love me to pieces, but they don't, they certainly um, don't understand everything and I don't know like I think my like my brother for example is similar to me in a lot of ways I think he's more of a thinker but I also do think like he we don't talk about it so much but like he follows me on social so he gets to see my stuff and I think now and then there's something which gets him thinking so um yeah and I feel like this is my like my immediate family my extended family it's just big yeah like big groups it's almost like a um it's not a cult but i think i've also said this to you before it feels like some sort of there are still rules and like order and like a reality that becomes apparent right which we can feel and sense and it's like like you know my my, my grandparents what what do you mean like you're speaking about the extended family now which becomes like a cult yeah so like strong rules you mean basically strong rules but just rules like you know you just know like we can sense and like we're intuitive like so mm. we can sense like what the score is and like my um like my grandparents like in an ideal world would just want me to be like kind of settled married in a job that they understand <laughs> and is just like you know defined and that I'm doing okay um so whereas and maybe at, at some Whereas I could like just own it and be like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm up to. They kind of, kind of know what I'm doing, but mm. they don't really get it. So yeah. with a lot of family, it's difficult. And I much prefer just to um, keep a low profile. Mm. There's okay. such a disconnect there. And it's almost like, oh, it's almost like um, burdensome to even try and explain and like try and you almost feel like I've got to justify who mm. I am. I think this okay. is something else that happens like with the adults and like my aunts and uncles, I, I still feel like that kid mm. adult relationship. Mm. And it's like, I've got to justify myself to them. And actually I'm like, no, I don't. So no, I, I don't. try and just keep a boundary with mm. yeah. most of them. Yeah. Can be super, super makes helpful. Sense. Makes total sense. Yeah. Mm. And I also, I don't really discuss this a lot with my family, but also, because it doesn't come up. So I don't run around and say like, hey, I'm an HSP. So that means that, 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 that. And it's just funny that sometimes like in my normal circle of friends where there is like a huge mix of everything, it was funny that at some point it just came up, like someone brought an article and something about highly sensitive animals and stuff, you know, because she had a dog. And I was like, interesting, even that this exists. I didn't know that. And the, also that she brought it up. It was like, oh, okay. There are other people sometimes where you don't expect it or you don't expect them to actually read up on that. Then it's mm -hmm. like, hmm, okay, I, I kind of misjudged you there. So sometimes it's funny where it comes from, from, from which kind of people I don't expect it. <laughs> yeah, because I think that this is what I do. It's like uh, I've, got, I've got like family and then I don't know, like this group and this group and this group. And you're like, this group, you just don't think that they could, sometimes you could forget, it's like, oh, There's, there probably is a highly sensitive person or two in there, but, you know. Yeah. Out of interest, did you use that as a as an opportunity to talk about your 
high sensitivity stuff and share that with them or or not? Um, no, not really. But nowadays, so so all my friends know my podcast, all my friends know what I'm doing. So I know that some of them basically stalk me online, which is super cute and super funny. Like in earlier times, I would have been super embarrassed and like, oh, you know, and now it's like, yeah, that's that's me. Like, <laughs> but I'm also like very far ahead in business, you know, like I think it's also a difference because you're right now starting out with that, also making it into your like being really an expert or becoming an expert. So it becomes like until now, it was perhaps more like a side side gig or something. And the more it becomes what you also make your money with, like at some point people will ask, like, what does it mean to be a coach? And, you know, I this is my only income. So if you talk about business, this stuff will come up. Obviously, mm -hmm. for the most of the people, it's more interesting that I have my business on Cyprus. It's like, ah, what do you do there? What is that? But, no, I'm joking, but... Yeah, I, I think I think you're right there. There's a big identity thing with this. Because for example, for me in the last five years, I have tr like my primary income stream has mm. like changed, and what I've I've tried so many different things. So my identity, I feel, is really this year has been a transitional year for me, but I'm mm. still um getting used to wearing that and that identity strengthening mm. if that makes sense mm. makes total sense yeah um another question which came up um we did like we haven't directly spoken about it it's more um because you have such a big community you know would be interesting um that for a long time people like especially hsps like if you have the the normal forums you know if you have like what's a facebook groups and so there is a lot of whining and complaining there is a lot of victimhood around that you know it's like the excuse like we are so sensitive and no one understands us and this is why we can't make it like into anything in life um so i saw this um very often in the beginning or as a big part like do you have Did you like how what are you what are your people in the INF club? Have they already transitioned from victimhood into like being sovereign and let's let's see the gifts and strengths in that, or are they still fixated on the issues? Hmm. I, I, I don't know. I think the um one of the reasons why I wanted to um have like a forum, which was like a closed private forum, was for that reason, well, for a couple of reasons. Some, have something a little bit more intimate where people could express themselves more freely, but also I've also come across a lot of places online where it's just so chaotic and there's a lot of outpouring of stuff from, from those who are, um, yeah, uh, holding the victim kind of energy. And I don't know anyone who has, I, I know I've certainly been in a lower vibrational energy in times of my life, but there can be those who kind of stay there and that energy can be, again, you know, we feel it. So I, I knew I didn't want INF Club to be a place like that. Um, I, like I said, I don't, I, I, I don't know. The, the, the energy around INF Club at the seems to be um, like warm and higher and nice. So... I don't know if that's just the people that it attracts or if, I, yeah, anything that, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, like, why that might be. But um, it's also pretty that small at this point. So mm. I also think as you get bigger, it can be more, it can be, it's difficult and, you know, different energies start to seep in, if you like. But, um, mm. yeah, no, I don't, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. It seems to be... Um, 
certainly the people and the sort of energy which I want to be around myself as well, which is yeah. which is nice. Um, so I'm not exactly sure how that has happened, but mm-hmm. yeah, it has. Um, so how has it been in your life? Have you like in the beginning was there a part where you made it into like ah? Oh, Now I know why my life has been hard and why I haven't felt unfulfilled and I didn't know what to do. Like, have you been there? Yeah. Um, have I been there? I, I do know. So about a year after I left this job, I um, I started therapy for the first time. Mm-hmm. There was a time in therapy when I had like a lot of like suppressed like anger and emotions mm. come out. And for a little time, like resentment towards certain people and people around me. Um, and that lasted a little bit, not very long before I, I quickly, um, I think for me, I just realized that those in my life tried their, did their very best mm. and it came from a place of love. And they probably, the way they acted was also, also came from their own parenting and experiences, right? So if I think of when I've been in those lower places and like kind of blame and, and victimhood, it, that is always like a time that comes to mind for me. Um, and I guess, you know, of course it's, it wasn't necessarily blame or victim, but yeah, I guess you can, I, you can kind of get into that. Um, that I just felt very low. So, uh, you know, I was given um, medically, I was given like a diagnosis of like depression which mm-hmm. I didn't believe at the time, but they said I was quite low. So I guess, yeah, I was quite low, but um, like, thankfully I've always been able to get myself out of that. And like I say, I think a big part of it was my, my being out of alignment. Um, yeah. So yeah, I've, I've, I've been, I've been in those places. Um, and like I say, that example of like blame and victimhood comes up for me personally, but um, I'm thankful that I was able to, step out of that somehow mm. Mm. you know yeah, it didn't last been... very long so every time yeah. thankful for because um and i also did feel maybe those those emotions needed to come out and perhaps i needed to be there for a little bit mm. to move out of it again if that makes sense like i'd mm. had a lot of suppressed emotions i wasn't very good at expressing how i felt so um mm. yeah Super interesting. So, because you said, you said I, I didn't, uh, I didn't know how I got out there. Like, of course, therapy and all of that. And other than that, because you mentioned this, like being out of alignment and coming into alignment. Like, would you say, like, is there a path that you now can see, or would you say it is just experimentation, reading, research, or is there something which makes it shorter for other people? Yeah, what I've learned is this, and I think I always have been, I still do, I still fall into it. Like, I want to, like, discover, like, the answers, like, of the universe, which are key and the same for everyone. Like, here's the formula, here's the roadmap, do this, and, you know, connect these dots. And I think everyone's journey, like, inner journey to alignment, whatever you want to, you know, um, happiness, contentment, whatever you want to call it, is unique to them. Mm. Um, so for me, like, yeah, looking back, I can see some of the things that have helped and some of the things I've talked about. Um, mm. and actually I do think for everyone, 
there is if there is a calling there that you're not in alignment and you would like to be just just basically go with the energy and go with your go with the intuition and 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 just try and be open to kind of what happens um because mm. i think it really is different for everyone what, what i do know is though if you're you know a highly sensitive or an intuitive um there's a good chance that if not already like if not already the calling will some sort of calling will happen uh-huh. if, if someone's listening to your podcast i'm guessing that there's something already shifting there if they're not being called to it so um it's it looks different for everyone but um yeah just uh I just invite you to to go with it and see where it leads because it's been very rewarding, nourishing, healing for me, like I know it has for so many other people. Mm. Um, and it looks very different. Mm. Yeah. I love that. And yeah, it's like what I can hear is like it's super different for everyone. The process or the path is unique. What then is a common denominator is staying open, like staying open, listening to intuition, And and also what you mentioned, I think this was beautiful. Like, how did you say that? Um, knowing that calling will knock on the door. Like just this knowingness, like this trust or this confidence that it will happen. You don't know how, you don't know when. I think this can be very, very, um, not rewarding, but very reassuring for people who are struggling with that. And of course, many people listen to the podcast. They already know what they are doing. They usually are all entrepreneurs. And still, I just had a client who was struggling with purpose, who was struggling, like was super successful and still struggling with purpose and meaning. So I think this can always come again. Also, when you go to a next level in business, like the question can come again. And then just knowing what you just said, like the reassurance that it will happen, calling mm. will come. So just trust in that and stay open, basically. Sounds mm -hmm. super simple, right? <laughs> It does. It sounds very simple to say like that. And of course, the reality can be quite different. And it was, you know, I I knew I was in recruitment five years. Um, I knew from fairly early on that that wasn't it for me. Mm. Um, and don't get me wrong, I wasn't miserable for the whole five years, but I just knew in the back of my mind, this isn't it. It's going to be something else. Um, but if you like, where it started for me was I'm, I'm unhappy in my job and leaving that and, you know, again, the rest is history and so many other things have happened since then. But something I did, which I just found myself doing, like I, I um, was, and if there's like one thing I recommend, it, it would be this, it would be surrounding yourselves with the people who feel good to you. Oh, life. I like that. Because that is what I've always done. It is what INF Club is built on, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah. Um, I remember, like, when I was still in my job, I was reading books of, like, these career changes. And, uh, I, you know, I ended up going to, um, like, a couple of books, like Chris Gielbo, Escape the City, were an organization. I did a, a course with them in London. So I'd go to, like, meetings after work where talking about escaping the city and then I did like a career changes course I ended up going to Portland for this other course which was linked to this other book these unconventional people trying to anyway I just knew I just followed the energy and I was like I really want to be around 
I don't know, you don't even know why sometimes, but you're like, I'm just really drawn to these people. And you might get that with blogs or with podcasts. Um, but if you can try and find a, um, maybe at the moment this year, something online, but when it's possible again, find some in-person, in-person community and in spaces online or in person of people who you aspire to be, want to be around, make you feel good. Because for me, that has been a really huge part of the journey and just like synchronicities. And I hear about something from someone and I just feel good. I feel connected. I feel supported. So many amazing things have happened from hanging around with like um, people that feel good. So Mm. I really recommend that. Mm. I love that. Um, yeah, so when we are already there and I still have one, one other question, I will like circle back to, um, when we are already at this recommendation thing and I think like feel or follow good energy, like go where, yeah, there is even a phrase about that, but I don't have it. Like go where the people sing or something like singing. People have a good heart. Like there is something like that. No idea. But it basically is the same, like, you know, like go where there is good energy. And I think that's, it's beautiful. And at the same time, ah, still a different question. So many questions. Um, You know, even that I think can sometimes be difficult for a sensitive person because you have a big heart and saying like, follow that and mingle with people who feel good to you. But many of us, we come with a helper complex. We want to help everyone. We are very empathetic to tell someone no, like, no, I don't want to meet up with you anymore. It's super hard. Like, okay, like, you know, I'm I'm somewhere else still uh, now. However, I know that so many people struggle with that. So how did you do that? Following good energy, following good people, meaning also saying no to not good energy or not good surroundings. Yeah. What came up, the first thing that came up when you asked that was, um, so I've been part of a couple of online communities where I get really excited when I'm around like these, this energy and similar people and I just become very giving. And before I know it, I'm like, oh, I'm spending all this time giving and I'm not doing like my work and moving forward with my blog or whatever it might be that I'm working on. So I, um, um, and also this conference that I went to in Portland, the world domination summit was great. But after the week, it was just like, my energy was just like all over the place because I just jumped into everything like an excited little puppy. Um, (laughs) yeah. So I think, again, one of those things is just knowing yourself, And that has come with me for like time. Like I, I just, I came across high sensitivity five years ago, Mm. but it's only now. And I, you know, like I'm reading books on like being an empath, which Mm -hmm. again, I would have considered really woo woo a couple of years ago, but it's like, I'm still learning how to manage my energy and, you know, and that's an ongoing journey. Um, You said something about like, like cutting, like, um, It was like, did you say cutting off like those around you who don't feel good or cutting them? Yeah, saying no or yeah, saying like, I don't want to spend time with you anymore. Like, how do you do that? Yeah, that can be hard. Like, I don't, I don't ever, I don't ever think I've like completely had to be like, no, no more. I think 
me five years ago, I just knew so many people that I'd seen now and then. And it was more the pleaser in me would always be reaching out to like mm. meet up and answer and really quickly. Um, so again, even with that, I would just say um, sometimes you might have to cut the cord. You know, we talked, you and I have talked about the energetic cord cutting phrase mm. of yours, which I, I really liked. But I think for me, it's just like taking a step back. Um, from certain people mm. like and it can be don't get me wrong any change is really difficult and it can be really difficult where it's like okay i've got this group that i'm in this friendship group or colleague and i'm now stepping away um and i've kind of not got any friends without them and mm. that can be really hard but um you don't have to do it all at once yeah so you can be dipping your toe into and so for example like a great way to like meet new people and, and like we're slow burners a lot of us intuitive sensitive mm. yeah we're not just going to be like boom yeah done best friends it's like mm. over time so whether it's like a um i don't know a course you're doing or like a meetup if you can find somewhere where that somewhere around something you're interested in where it's whether it's changing your career or like pottery or knitting but where you have to show up consistently over time couple of times a month or once a week you'll be around the same people and slowly organically you'll start to make new friendships mm. with the right people so perhaps do that at the same time as stepping away from some of your existing friendships rather than being like i'm going to cut all of those out and then mm. i've got not got anything and i'm gonna have to like jump mm. into the next mm. one maybe don't do it all at the same time and um yeah, again, just follow, just follow the energy and um, like just be organic. That, that's mm. another thing I do. Like I used to meet someone and get super excited and be like, okay, so when I'm going to see the next time and this and that, I try and just take a step back mm. and again, just trust in things um, and rather than be the instigator, like, yeah, let's meet mm. up. I like try and let it be two-way. Mm. I always used to be like the organizer. Mm. Um so yeah, I've said lo I've said lots of stuff there, and I've probably moved like that. Like I no, 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 good. Um, it's, yeah, be you. Like this is what what we want here. You don't you don't have to do it all at once. You don't yeah. have to do it all at once. Um, and the detachment part, I like that. Like detach a little bit. Like take a step back. Like either metaphorically or also like physically, not be the instigator and not having to make everything work, and also letting other people mm -hmm. come. And I think then you also see who true friends are. Like those who then show up without like knocking on the door saying like hey are you still there you know and that, not you running there all the time that as well huge value in that and like the analogy i just got right now was um when you were like let's just say someone else in your life whether it's a, you know a friend existing friend or you know whoever it is or any anyone you know like over time like you've got like maybe like invisible branches which kind of wrap around and start to intertwine. Now, what you can do is like completely cut it off and like snip it, which is quite extreme and can be quite difficult to do. Um, mm. It's quite intense. Or you can slowly, by just taking a step back, slowly unfurl like that. Mm. So this is what I'm saying. There's no right or wrong, but you don't have to chop. Mm. You can slowly, you can slowly unfurl And in a similar way with new relationships or friendships, slowly be open to like that mm. intertwining with new people. 
I just need no. branches for some reason yeah. and like wrapping around. Yeah. Now we have to transfer this into audio. <laughs> for the YouTube thing, it's okay, but for audio, it's like, hmm. I was going to say, shall we describe yeah. what he did with his fingers? Yeah, there? yeah. No, so it's just like, thing. yeah. I guess I'm for the for the listeners. I'm just like picturing around me like these invisible branches, and then when I meet someone new or when I and see a couple times, third time, like a friendship. I think those branches start to um, like maybe start touch and feeling and I like start wrapping around each other gently. Mm. And then obviously kind of you've got like, you know, life partner relationship where that can become quite um, entangled. Uh, more or close. Yeah, more close. Mm. So when you're like changing friendships, and of course, you know, um, you know, some people might do that because it's like, you know what, I know people who say, I just need to get away and I'll move somewhere different. And of course that's a, um, and Hey, that's like quite a nice, even though it's difficult in different ways, it, it's quite a handy cord cutter, which isn't extreme, right? It's like, <laughs> I'm moving to a different place. This isn't awkward. I've just moved. Um, <laughs> just gone. I've just gone. So you don't, but you don't have to necessarily cut the cord. You can just yeah. step back. Yeah. For me, yeah. like I say, a lot of my, um, London, maybe it's London, it's a strange place. I knew a lot of people. So for me, rather than cutting out, I just kind of had to slowly stop messaging people over time. Mm -hmm. And then before I knew it, I'd made new friends who mm. I was messaging and, you know, meeting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do like this. I do like this metaphor of like, yeah, slowing down things because it's also, it speaks more to the sensitive soul, I think. Mm. Like, yeah, somehow, at least in my mind, I don't know. And um, yeah, what else? Um, I wanted to know a little bit about intuition. Like, what do you do? Because of of course, we like I speak a lot about intuition, and you offer like resources, coaching, all of that for intuitives as well. How would you how would you describe that, or what does it mean for you and for the people you deal with? Yeah, and I, I will say, so like. Um, a few years ago when I was reading these career change stories and so many of them would say, so, you know, there is no path. I just followed my intuition. And I used to get, I was like so mad because first of all, I wanted the answers. Mm -hmm. And second of all, I was like, what is this intuition word? Everyone's talking about it. It's just like, they're just saying it because it's a cool thing to say, but like, what is it? I didn't, I, I didn't get it. I didn't understand mm. it. So if you're still kind of listening to this sort of stuff and you're like, I don't really get it. Like, that is totally fine because that was me. <laughs> um, but for me, my intuition is, and this is it, I think, you know, I talk about intuitives, right? Like, like there are intuitives, but I, I think all of us do have an intuition should we choose mm. to lean into it. And for me, it's just like, I don't know, it's just like an inner knowing Um And it can manifest in different ways. It can be like, um, so for example, me, a couple of things I'm thinking about for next year is, you know, I want to go abroad for maybe two, three months. Um, and in some ways that's going to feel uh, weird and strange and scary, but it's like, no, my intuition is saying this has been building up and actually it feels right. Um, so it's like, I can use it to make decisions of that nature, but it also comes into play when, you know, I might meet someone and I'm like, I just got, there's some sort of vibe there. I can't explain it. I don't mm. know if you asked mm. me to explain what it was about that person. And I was like, eh, I don't know, but 
but my intuition is telling me like there's something off. Mm. Mm. Um, and really for me, like my intuition has probably played a part in a big part in the experimentation I've done. Oh, and this is another thing because I'm really big on like experimenting and being able to try things out and like, you know, make mistakes and start and stop stuff like that. It's totally fine because the most magical thing about that for mm. an intuitive or really anyone in the world, because we've all got an intuition is you get feedback and the feedback feeds your intuition. Mm -hmm. There are so many things I've thought about from, you know, detective to um, <laughs> what else have I wanted to be in my life, like paleontologist, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of an idealist thing as well, which, you know, um, it, it can, it's like an INFP thing to be like an idealist. Mm. Like I, I'm, I'm in love with the idea of what that is. It is not until I literally do something and I expose myself to that way that I'm going to know what it's like. So it might be it might be starting a new job, or it might be you know starting a blog or doing this or doing whatever like living abroad. This like just feel like by by trying anything new, you're feeding your intuition because you get to experience what it's like. It's the most simple and like magical thing like in like in the world. Like let yourself try things out mm. because and you know you, you, there's that there's that quote that says there's like in a way there's more value in knowing what you don't want rather than what you do want. Mm. It's kind of been the same for me. It's like so, all these possibilities. Oh, yeah. But I've slowly found myself going into alignment because I've tried stuff and I've been like, no, not that. Like I've, there's been some ingredients there. Like when I left my job, I was like, pretty sure I want to do my own thing. Pretty sure I want to be like an indie solopreneur as opposed to like a tech, like big company. Um, and I like writing, for example, that was me. And it's just trying stuff out and maybe then tweaking and then tweaking and then tweaking. But you'll always have some ingredients and you can always try what makes sense at the time and then before you know it you'll be nudged onto the path that you're supposed to be on hmm. or that's how i've experienced it and that's how others i've come across have also experienced it yeah i love that that's beautiful experimentation and leaning into that and learning through yeah feedback through what you don't want like try it out and then you see if this is something you actually want to do because i think I don't know which part of INFP it is. Like, yeah, what you said, like this, how did you call it just now? Like the big dream, dreamer, visionary. No, you call it differently. Idealist, being yeah. an idealist, you know, like we have this huge idea about the world and the beautiful things and how it could be. And then, you know, we don't have perhaps all of that pragmatism. So it's good to <laughs> to get doing or get not doing, but, but try it out to then actually see, like to bring it from dream world into the physical, basically. I think it's a combination of all the letters because like INFPs are quite often known out there. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm quite careful with like um, labels and like generalizing, but I notice trends and a lot of INFPs, we are dreamers. We are idealists. Yeah. I feel it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I for sure will put, because I think I spoke with whom? With Lauren. I did an interview with Lauren, who you also know how we actually, I know. How do we know each other? I, I don't know anymore. Somehow. Whatever. We can figure this out later. Um, I'll tell you. We, we connected. Um, so I was... Uh, we connected shortly before I was putting together the summit. 
Mm. Um, I think I somehow came across your stuff, maybe through yeah, Facebook somehow. or a group or something. Yeah, that might be um, it. And then, yeah, I ended up inviting you to the summit. Yeah, I which think was I just amazing. across you online. Yeah. yeah. Oh, very nice. People stumble across me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a br- it's, uh, the, the literal translation of that probably sounds less <laughs> nice no, than the English meaning. Yeah. No, Stumble no. is just oh, like, oh, I, I, okay, here we go. I chanced upon you. <laughs> I chanced I upon you. Tab, I had all these tabs open. I was having <laughs> such a bad day. And then all of, all of a sudden, <laughs> and then your website and all these lovely the effects that came out. Ding, mm-hmm. da, 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 Sophia, Greek goddess. I was like, wow, <laughs> magical. And I was transported uh, into a different world. Let's go yeah. with that version. Yeah, that's and I like that. <laughs> I think I have to make a make a little video out of that. <laughs> oh, I like it. That will be our, you know, how how we announce the the podcast. Um, yeah, okay. Where did I? Yeah, the idealist and dreamer thing. Oh, so much. And yeah, I thought I will put the Myers Briggs thing again again in. Um, I think when I spoke with Lauren, we spoke about INFP already. So I think it might have been that I already put the. The link in there so that people can test themselves because it's actually fun so yeah. don't make it into your identity as you also said you know it's like you don't have to use this and like be extremely generalist about or generalistic about it it's just it's super interesting and it helps it helps to get a better understanding and work with it i think it's more working with it instead of like ah that's me and rather seeing like ah what does it mean for me yeah, yeah. and like, like and like i say for me it's been a um Again, it goes back to community, a tool with which to connect with similar souls, yeah. like highly sensitive or intuitive. And, you know, these. Yeah. it's like, oh, I want to find my people. Uh, I guess those are the words which define who my people are. Mm. And you mentioned, Lauren, if there is anyone who understands the nuances of these two personality types, mm. it is Lauren Sopala. I would urge anyone to go to laurensopala.com. She's got so much stuff on there. I'm really fortunate to have... Um, again, chanced upon her uh, a couple of years ago, and we ended up doing a summit together. And yeah, I'm. The rest is history. So yeah, the rest is history. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think we are ending, or we are nearing the end of the podcast because I have to jump and cook some rice, and you have to jump and do whatever another call. I'm, so, I'm eating fish and chips. Ah, oh, you're eating fish and so chips. I'll be okay. eating too. Yeah. So we all we both have to jump off in order to get food. Um, so priorities, what I usually, priorities yeah. Lydia. Eh? Priorities. Yeah, I mean, we like it. each other, but food, you know, <laughs> food, food is first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So what I usually like to ask is like one because you gave so much input already. You gave gave like a lot of food for thought, a lot of input, a lot of um, not input. What's the word? Tips. However. Please like share like one or several last tips with the audience. Something one to... or several. Yeah, that like is, I don't want to is, limit that you. Is as, uh, that is as INFP <laughs> a statement as you'll ever hear. You can either share one or a million tips, whatever you like. <laughs> no, I'm obviously being, uh, <sighs> joking a little bit. Oh gosh, I would yeah, I would just say um, follow. Just follow the energy, follow the energy. whether that's like, and that, yeah, that can be different things, right? That can be like, for me, initially it was blogs and podcasts and books. And then it, um, like I say, it really shifted for me when I found my kind of people. 
just so many things happen when you meet the right kind of people. I, mm. I think like energetically when you meet people whose frequency matches yours, just all mm. sorts of wonderful stuff happens. Like you inspire each other, you feel seen, you feel connected. Um, yeah, like, like, like I say, like what, like one connection and community are, they feel like the same thing. The mo- mm. One of the most important things in my life. And that's why I, mm. um, I guess what I've ended up doing is kind of mm. around that, right? With, with the mm. INF club, INF club and yeah. that sort of stuff. So follow the energy, um, follow the energy, both um, things and people. And like I say, normally it's, it's things that have been created by the people, but mm. follow the energy and um, give yourself time. But before you know it, the beautiful thing about time is, and so this is my approach now to life. I used to like, when I was starting something new and this and that, I used to just be rushing in head first. I want to get from start to finish and it just wouldn't feel great. And I, it would normally not lead to great results in quotation marks. Just put one foot in front of the other. And before you know it, you'll look back and be like, whoa, like a lot has actually happened. Um, even when, again, perception for me five years ago, I was like, a year from now, I'm going to have found my thing. I'm going to be flying high. Um, and like I say, five years later, I've made good inroads, but uh, I'm still not where I want to be at some point. Hmm. But that is okay. So little steps. Follow, follow, follow the energy in little steps. Okay, that's nice. Follow the energy in little steps. That will be your quote. <laughs> oh, thank you for your time, Jas. And I think um, I will put your website like in the show notes. You offer just perhaps like one note. You offer um, coaching for INFPs, basically in HSPs. Do you do single sessions? Do you do programs? Just say one sentence about it. Sure. Yeah, I like to. Um, I like to keep things pretty, pretty, pretty fluid. So I offer like single sessions and like bundles of four. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I don't operate to like a schedule. People can book those like the bundles when they like, like in in three months. So you could do two in a week and then not see me for a month and a half. And you know what I mean? Just what feels mm-hmm. right to you. And yeah, I coach. I coach. Um, yeah, I coach. Coach INFPs. Um, and also other intuitive personality types if they feel, you know, drawn to what it is I, mm-hmm. I'm talking mm-hmm. about. So, yeah. That's and it's me. basically personal stuff. It's around life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, life, work, everything in between. Okay. Everything. Everything around intuition or every, every, every issue INF personalities or NF personalities might struggle with or might to develop. Yeah. I, th- I think okay. if you go to, and uh, you'll share the link, infclub.net, by, by delving into the stuff there, you'll, you'll, you'll know whether w- what I'm putting out there is in alignment, in tune with you and where you're at. So that's probably the best thing you can do. Just have Perfect. Okay, so it was lovely talking to you, Jas, you. as usual. Thank you for inspiring us and sharing your path with us. And until next time. Thanks for having me. I've really enjoyed it. Did you like this podcast episode? Then I would be super, super grateful if you gave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Super helpful. And please subscribe to the podcast and share it with people who you know can benefit from it. 
You can find all links to my social media profiles, my website and contact form in the show notes. And whenever you're ready to take a next step, and that means you want to live a life of more on all levels, then send me a message with where you want to go and what is keeping you where you are, like what keeps you stuck at the moment. And then I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you for listening and until the next episode, much love to you, Lydia. Lydia.